Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Welcome back to the What the Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner certified financial planner. This is episode number 77. Today, we're going to talk about a big question I've been getting frequently. And that is, should I take my money or should we take our money out of the market? No doubt that the last 15 months has been very tumultuous as a long-term equity investor. And as rates have ticked up to help fight inflation, we've seen the kind of the bumps on the chin be taken by our equity portfolios. And over time, the you know kind of constant beatdown of the market, the constant beatdown of financial media can can really weigh on investor psyche. And we, we're getting more and more of these questions. Partly, you know, the question is, am I going to be okay? Should we do anything? Is there, you know, is my investment still lined up with with the way they should be? The other part of that is 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 just a, a probably a a sense of feeling like if I do something, things get better, and and that's not always the case. The problem that's being faced by investors right now is that the interest rate carrot is being dangled. So the interest rates, as as you all know, has has moved up pretty substantially over the last 15 months, and that's to fight inflation. And, you know, we did a lot of stimulus back in, in COVID so that, you know, when we shut down the economy and we and we had a rapid increase in unemployment, that, you know, we could weather that storm and Long story short, we should have probably started raising rates sooner, slowed down some of the fiscal stimulus that we were doing, but that's led us to where we are today. And so the question we're getting is, well, I can go get 5% CD, or I can buy a 5% uh, treasury bill, or I can buy, you know, money market paying, you know, four, four and a half percent. And all of these are interpreted as safe. And and better than, you know, you, you earn a rate of return, and that's better than, you know, seeing your accounts, you know, fluctuate and potentially go down more. And so, again, the question that comes up frequently is, should we, should we sell out of everything and should we sell out of the market and maybe go buy this other thing or invest in this other thing, again, money market? Or other in, in you know potential investments that pay you know a steady interest rate, and then at least we'll, I won't see my account go down. So stay with me. Let, let's unpack this a little you know a little bit more. First, I found this information on VisualCapitalist.com. They have an inflation chart that I think is really interesting, and this is going back from 2000 to uh, 2022. And it's the price changes of consumer goods and services. So 
We're looking at essentially a 22-year time period here, and we know that prices increase. But ironically, televisions are almost 100% cheaper than where they were in 2000. Toys and software are, you know, 60, 70, 80% cheaper than where they would have been, you know, where they were in 2000. Cell phone services are cheaper. And I think a lot of that is scale, production, mass adoption. I think there's a lot that kind of probably goes into play there. What we've seen stay relatively stable uh, inflation is household furnishings, clothing, and new cars. Now, new cars is and cars in general has obviously ticked up over the last 18 months. And on this graph, it shows, you know, a pretty big jump. But relative to over 20 or 22 years, and what inflation does to some of these other goods and services, they're relatively unchanged, inflation adjusted. So cell phone services, software, toys, televisions are way down. They're way cheaper than where they were two decades ago. Clothing, household furnishings, and new cars are are fairly flat. And then when you start looking at housing, food and beverage, child care, medical care services, college textbooks, college tuition and fees, and then at the top of the list, hospital services. These things have surged 75%, almost 100%, up to over 200% for hospital services over that same 20 years. And I think there's a lot of dynamics that go into this from just cost of supplies, maybe cost of of insurance and liability coverage and malpractice insurance, you know, interest rates. And and there's just a lot that kind of goes into, you know, all of these different things individually. Historically, we know inflation continues to to drive prices higher. And 20 years from now, you're going to see inflation higher than it is today. And so, I think that that's important uh, as we continue to kind of unpack the, the the question that we started out with, which is, you know, should I sell out or should I get out of out of the market, out of these investments, and and allocate to something that is more conservative, where I you know I, I won't potentially lose. And obviously, this is not me giving personal advice. This is not a specific recommendation, and this is you know just for education only because I don't know you personally and I can't give you advice through a podcast personally. But I think it's important when you think about inflation and what housing is going to cost in another 10 years, what medical care services will cost in another 10 years, what child care costs, what tuition for college costs, what hospital services cost another 10 or 20 years down the road. If current trend continues, all of things, these things will double again from here. And if you are not positioning your investments in a way to take advantage of compound growth over time, then you run the, the risk of letting the financial termite that is inflation, you know, continue to to chew and eat away at the foundation of your house. And so that is a huge reason why you shouldn't just carte blanche 
exit out of your investments and go park money in cash or uh, money market or some sort of you know stable value investment that may pay a steady rate and and so i think when you when you start to peel back those layers of the onion when you make that move you put yourself at you know a, a pretty big risk of the alternative which is potentially running out of money at some point there's another risk that I want to bring up right now, and that uh, that is there are financial predators out there that are preying on people and their insecurities around their investments. And no one likes seeing their accounts down. It's painful. It's not fun. You know, you've seen yourself work for 10, 15, 20, 30 years to build up your accounts and your retirement and to see it go down a hundred to $300,000 over the last 15 months is very, very painful. And, you know, it feels like you're being set back. And so what, what, what people do, they're like, they're like sharks swimming in the ocean. You know, they, they see and smell the blood, the blood in the water and, and they're vultures. What, what they do is they sense that insecurity and and they they they'll sell you a guarantee or they'll try to sell you some stability in, and try to pick apart what's wrong with your portfolio and what they're doing is they're they're being short-sighted they're short-sighted telling you about what might solve or 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 scratch the current itch and that that itch could be you know getting more conservative at potentially the wrong time I don't know what happens one day, one week, one month from now. What I am a believer is, is in long-term equity investing and having your portfolio positioned for the long-term to meet your investment and your retirement objectives with inflation factored in. There was recently um, someone that we were having a conversation with and they they called the office and and they said, you know, they actually talked to to my father John, and they said, yeah, you know, the bank. I just I just got this deal from the bank, and you know, they're they're gonna pay me in a, a, a you know an eight percent. It's an eight percent money market. I, I don't know of a single money market paying eight percent right now. And that's a well, maybe it's a C. You know, or, or excuse me, the 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 person said, well, it's, maybe it was a CD. CDs are not paying eight percent right now. What they were told was you can get 8%. What they were sold by a vulture circling them, knowing that they're scared about their investments, was they were sold an annuity, which scratches an immediate itch, and, and it's a feel-good, you know. And I think that's a lot of what happens. You know, you you things are not going right, so if you if you twist a knob – maybe everything starts to feel better and your portfolio starts to perform well again. And that's what we're, you know, we're seeing or, or having clients, you know, question us about. And so I want you to be cautious about people that don't understand the portfolios that were built for you, that don't understand what the plan is, that don't have a solution, or they're not looking holistically at your your long-term finances and how that those investments fit into your plan 
You know, just just think about that. So, you know, as I think about investing and and coming up with uh, a solution for your long-term investment portfolio in light of the continued turbulence and volatility we're seeing in the market, in light of your know, higher rates and potentially being able to earn, you know, a, a steady interest rate in other types of investments. While that may feel good on the short end, on the longer end, you're probably setting yourself back some time by losing, you know, future compounding. So I just want I just want to kind of bring that up because it's important to kind of tie this to inflation and what your long-term outlook is. So what do you do? You know, my good friend Nick, when we talked quite a bit, but, um, you know, one of the things that I think is important is you don't necessarily have to invest all your money in the market. It's important to have a six-month emergency fund, money where you can access if you need it for, you know, for for obviously an emergency, but, you know, if obligations come up, if you need to to, to use that for an emergency, I think it's important to have that. I think it's important to have three to five years worth of money set aside to provide for income. So this is you know, really more for if you're retired. But if you're retired, I think it's important to have five years worth of income set aside so that when you do experience volatility in the market, when we do see the fluctuations that we're seeing now, you don't have to abandon your investment strategy. And we know that we've got those five years set aside. So that if if this does become prolonged, that you do have the ability to to meet your income objectives. The other thing I think it's important is having something that provides increasing cash flows. And so, you know, there's a couple of different ways to do this, but real estate is a great way. You know, you charge rent, you can raise rent every year. I'm not necessarily advocating everybody run out and buy real estate, but real estate is a way that you can invest that has increasing cash flows. Not only does it increase in cash flows from rent, but historically, especially over the last 20 years, when you look at this chart, housing prices have gone up you know, pretty substantially over the last 20 years. So you're kind of having a double win against inflation, the value of your asset, the increased rent. So I think that's good. And then, you know, I'm also a big fan of dividend growth investing and owning, you know, some of the biggest companies out there that we use on a daily basis. And part of their earnings that they they make from selling goods and services and products gets kicked back to shareholders in the form of dividends. And many of these dividend companies raise their dividends every year. And that's another way to help offset inflation over the long term. So tying this all together, wrapping this up, putting a bow on this thing, back to the original question, should you get out of the market with your investments? I don't think so. I think if you don't already have a plan, you need to have a plan. When you don't have a plan is when you start to make irrational decisions and the perpetual cycle of short-sighted decisions continues. So what we would encourage you to do is have a plan, not only an income plan, similar to six-month short-term emergency fund, 
five years set aside for living expenses and the remainder set up for long-term equity investing to combat inflation, but also having a plan for you know, how you make decisions, how you make investment decisions. You know, are you talking it through with just the person that's that's selling you a, a product? Are you cons- consulting family? Are you, are, you know, do you have a process to help you evaluate what that looks like? So that's where we can help. If If someone says, hey, you know, Let's just say the bank again. The bank says, hey, I got this thing you should look at. Call us. Let us look at it. We don't have to control and manage all of your money. Use us as a resource to say, hey, you know, the bank's going to pay us 2% on money market. What kind of money market can you get? Or is 2% money market good? Let us be your advocate. That's really where we work best with people is when we are their financial planner, their consultant, their long-term guide to help them make decisions and help weather these storms so that they, they're they not going about retirement and, and investments alone, but they have an advocate on their side. So, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of unpack this and, and answer this question. It's come up quite a bit lately. And I think it's important to not abandon your current investment strategy for the short-sighted feel-good that you might get in, you know, a cash or cash alternative investment. So with that said, I want to make sure that, we, you know, we discuss that and and walk through some logic on why I think it's important to remain a long-term equity investor, not abandoning your strategy or your investments. So with that, we'll conclude episode 77 of the What the Wealth podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to the the podcast, you can subscribe on Apple, on Google, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to those. And, you know, as always, be confident in your retirement. We'll see you on the next show. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. The information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial.